Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome. UFC 290 Volkanovski versus Rodriguez preview. Gonna go over all of the fights, the betting lines, um, then go over my main card predictions and then my best bets portion of the episode at the very end. So we'll just go down the card from top to bottom. Main card, Alexander Volkanovsky is a minus 420 betting favorite versus Yair Rodriguez, who is a plus 320 underdog. Underdog. This fight is for the UFC Featherweight Championship. Volkanovsky is 4-1 in his last five fights. The loss coming in his most recent fight against Islam Akashev in February at lightweight. Wins coming over Max Holloway twice, Brian Ortega, and the Korean Zombie. Volk is 12-1 in fights decided by KO or TKO, and 3-0 in fights decided by submission. Rodriguez is 3-1-1 in his last five fights, a no contest against Jeremy Stevens that ended up being rebooked and won, along with wins over Brian Ortega and Josh Emmett with the lone loss coming against Max Holloway. Yair is 6-2 in fights decided by KO or TKO, and 4-0 in fights decided by submission. Yair is 5 inches taller and 4 years younger, but Volk holds a half-inch reach advantage. In the co-main event, Brandon Moreno is a minus 200 betting favorite as Alexander Pantoja is a plus 170 underdog in a UFC flyweight championship bout. Moreno is 3-1-1 in his last 5 fights, the draw and loss each coming against Davis and Figueiredo as well as 2 of the wins with the other coming against Kai Kara France. Moreno is 5-0 in fights decided by KO or TKO, and 11-0 in fights decided by submission. Pantoja is 4-1 in his last five fights, the lone loss coming to Askar Askarov, with wins over Alex Perez, Brandon Royval, Manel Cape, and Matt Schnell. Pantoja is 8-0 in fights decided by KO, TKO, and 10-0 in fights decided by submission. Moreno is 2 inches taller with a 2.5 inch reach advantage while also being 4 years younger than Pantoja. But these two have fought twice before, and Pantoja has won both prior meetings, with the last one being especially a dominant outing in May of 2018. Robert Whitaker is a minus 380 betting favorite against Drikas Duplassis, the plus 300 underdog in the middleweight division. Whitaker is 4 and 1 in his last five. The loss coming to Israel Adesanya in a middleweight championship bout, with the wins coming over Darren Till, Jared Cannonier, Kelvin Gastelum, and Marvin Vittori. Whitaker is 10-2 in fights decided by KOTKO, and 5-1 and in fights decided by submission. Drikas Duplassis is 5-0 in his last five fights. The wins coming over Marcus Perez, uh, Trevin Giles, Brad Tavares, Darren Till, and Derek Brunson. Duplassis is 8-1 in fights decided by KOTKO, and 10-1 in fights decided by submission, only having his fight against Brad Tavares go to decision in his entire professional career. Duplassis is one inch taller with a two and a half inch reach advantage and is three years younger than Robert Whitaker. Jalen Turner has swelled to a minus 250 betting favorite against Dan Hooker, who is a plus 205 underdog in the lightweight division. Turner is four and one in his last five fights with the lone loss coming in his last outing against Matush Camera, with wins coming over Brock Weaver, Euros Medic, Jamie Malarkey, and Brad Riddell. Jalen Turner. Jalen Turner, wow. He's 9-3 in fights decided by KOTKO and 4-0 in fights decided by submission. Hooker is 2-3 in his last five. The losses coming against Michael Chandler in his UFC debut, Islam Makashev and Arnold Allen with the wins coming over Nazra Hakparast and Claudio Puelles. 
Hooker is 11 and 3 in fights decided by KOTKO and 7 and 3 in fights decided by submission. Turner is 3 inches taller, has a 2 inch reach advantage, and is 5 years younger than Hooker. Bone Nickel is a minus 1200 favorite versus Treshawn Glory plus 750 underdog in the middleweight division. Nickel is 4 0 in his four professional fights with wins over John Noland in Icon FC. Zachary Borrego in Dana White Contender Series, along with Donovan Beard in Dana White Contender Contender Series, and Jamie Pickett at UFC 285 as his only opponents in his MMA career. Nickel is 1-0 in fights decided by KOTKO and 3-0 in fights decided by submission. His longest fight lasting 2 minutes and 54 seconds, his last time out against Jamie Pickett. Gore is 3-2 in his last five fights with losses coming to Brian Battle and Cody Brundage, with wins coming over Christian Eccles in the Alabama Fighting Championship, Gilbert Urbina in the Ultimate Fighter, and Josh Fremd. Gore is 2-1 in fights decided by KOTKO and 2-0 in fights decided by submission. Nickel is 1 inch taller and has a 1 inch reach advantage while also being 2 years younger than Gore. Then we get to the prelim parts of the card. Robbie Lawler is plus 210 underdog versus Nico Price, the minus 260 favorite in the welterweight division. This is Robbie Lawler's retirement fight. Lawler is 1 and 4 in his last 5. The lone win coming against Nick Diaz. Excuse me, with losses coming to Ben Askren, Colby Covington, Neil Magny, and Brian Barbarena. Lawler is 21 and 3 in fights decided by KOTKO, and 1 and 6 in fights decided by submission. Price is 1-3-1 and one in his last five. The no contest coming against Cowboy Cerrone. The losses coming to Vicente Luque, Michelle Pajeda, and Phil Rowe with the lone win coming over Alex Oliveira. Price is 10-4 and four in fights decided by KOTKO and 3-1 and one in fights decided by submission. Price is 1 inch taller with a 2 inch reach advantage and 7 or 8 years younger than Lawler. Sorry, Ooh, 8 years younger. Josiah Harrell is a plus 650 underdog versus Jack Della Maddalena, who is a 950 uh, favorite, minus 950 favorite in the welterweight division after Sean Brady was ruled out with an injury. Harrell is 5-0 in his last five fights, all coming in organizations sorry, outside of the UFC like LFA, CFFC, and OCL. Harrell is 4-0 in fights decided by KOTKO and 3-0 in fights decided by submission. Seven professional fights and all seven were professional. Or <laughs> seven professional fights, all seven were stoppage victories. There we go. Jack Della Maddalena is 5-0 in his last five fights, coming against Andre Lusa and Dana White's Contender Series, Pete Rodriguez, Ramazan Imiv, Danny Roberts, and Randy Brown. JDM is 11-1 in his fights decided by KOTKO and 2-1 in fights decided by submission. ESPN has no measurements for Harold past height and weight, but JDM is 4 inches taller and holds a 6-inch reach advantage. Harold is 2 years younger. Um, Yasmin Jaurgui. Cannot say that name correctly, going to tell you that much, but she is a, he is a, it's she, she, there we go, I read that wrong, woo, uh, minus 420 betting favorite against Denny Gomez, a plus 320 underdog in the women's strawweight division, nothing more on that one, Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Manyfield, basically a pick em. both of them are minus 110 in the light heavyweight division, it's a rematch of their fight at UFC 284 that ended in a majority draw, Crute is 2-2-1 in his last five fights, the draw coming against Menafield, obviously. Losses coming to Anthony Smith and Jamal Hill with wins over 
I'm going to butcher both of these names. Just a heads up. <laughs> Wins coming over Michael Oleksiuczek and Modestas Bau. Bukowskis. There we go. Crew is five and two in fights decided by KOTKO and four and one in fights decided by submission. Menafield is three, one and one in his last five fights. Draw coming against Crew. The loss to William Knight and wins coming over Ed Herman, Askar Mazorov, and Misha Sterkanov. Menafield is ten and one in fights decided by KOTKO and two and zero in fights decided by submission. Crew is two inches taller and eight years younger, but Menafield has a two-inch reach advantage. The early prelims, we have Vitor Petrino is a minus 280 favorite against Marcin Pacino. It's 230 dog, plus 230 dog in the light heavyweight division. Then we got Cameron Simon, minus 440 favorite against Terrence Mitchell, who's a plus 340 dog in the bantamweight division. Simon is 5-0 in his last five fights with wins over Rovan Debeer in EFC, Sindile Manajela in EFC Championship, Josh Wayne Kim and Dana White's Contender Series, Stephen Coslow and Mana Martinez in the UFC. Simon is 5-0 in fights decided by KOTKO and 1-0 in fights decided by submission. Mitchell is 5-0 in his last five fights, with all of them happening in AFC or Alaska Combat Entertainment, but three of the five fights were championship wins. Mitchell is 8-1 in fights decided by KOTKO and 6-0 in fights decided by submission. ESPN has no measurements past height and weight for Mitchell, but Mitchell is two inches taller and 11 years older than Simon. The first two cards, first two fights on the card that you will see, Shannon Ross is a plus 160 underdog against Jesus Aguilar, who's a minus 190 favorite in the flyweight division. In the very first fight, Kempela Kirk, plus 160 dog as well against Esteban Rybovich, who's a minus 190 favorite as well in the lightweight division. So, now we'll go to my main card predictions, Volk versus Yair. I can see Volk winning this fight on the feet. I can see Volk finishing this fight on the ground. And I can see Volk outscoring Rodriguez over five rounds to win by decision. But Rodriguez could also end this fight at any second with his wild striking and sneaky good ground game. If you're betting on this fight and looking for value, you're taking Yair because Volk has most of the value drained after showing up against Islam Akashev and silencing uh, critics and the thoughts amongst fans were that Volk won and is the pound for pound best fighter in the UFC. I'm going to refrain from a specific pick here and just hope that this fight ends up being as good as it looks on paper. The co main event we have Moreno versus Pantoja. Moreno has been fighting Davis and Figueredo for four of his last five bouts, and the last person to beat him outside of Figueredo was Pantoja. And it was such a bad loss that Moreno was released from the UFC. I think Pantoja is just the kryptonite to Moreno, like Adesanya is to Whitaker, Usman is to Covington, John Jones is to Cormier, but I can't rule out Moreno winning as well. My official take is that either a Pantoja beatdown happens again, or a Moreno finish happens when we're least expecting it. Whitaker versus Duplessis. Whitaker has been in there with the best of them and survived the best shots they could throw. I know he got knocked out against Stylebender the first time they fought. But I think he redeemed himself in the rematch. But otherwise, he's eaten punches from Cannoneer, Romero, and all the heavy hitters at 185. Duplessis is an up-and-coming guy who hits hard, but noticeably gasses out if he doesn't get a finish early. So I think if Whitaker can withstand the early onslaught, which he's shown the ability to do, he can likely do whatever he wants to Duplessis for the rest of the fight. Official take is either a Duplessis round one finish or a Whitaker victory in any other form or fashion. Turner versus Hooker. Turner is younger and more explosive, while Hooker is just more well-rounded as a fighter. 
I don't have much more to predict in this fight. I expect it to be a war on the feet and likely little to no grappling being involved. With just pure power and striking, I'll take Turner in the fight with a finish, but should the fight go longer than halfway, I think that starts to favor Hooker if Turner is getting frustrated by not getting a finish on the feet, but I don't expect Hooker to grapple or have his way with Turner even if he's gassed. Last fight on the main card, Nickel versus Gore. I really hope Gore can challenge Nickel, not because I don't like Bo, but just to make the fight more interesting. I mean, like, sure, it's fun to watch a guy go out and physically dominate another guy at the same size, but I also like seeing an actual fight take place and not just the, well, you're on the ground and it's over kind of thing, you know? I don't know that Gore is the guy to spring an upset and win, shall we say, but I wouldn't be surprised if he at least took Bo to the second round, you know? the whole fight you know and then we can see if nickel has a gas tank or if he's a one round wonder wonder like raul rosas jr showed us to be i think it was ufc 286 287 earlier this year in april um anyways my best bets for this card alexandra pentoja plus 170 on caesars to beat brandon moreno i just think he's the kryptonite to moreno he literally beat him so bad last time that moreno was cut from the roster entirely I don't expect that to happen again. I think Moreno can make it more competitive, but I still like Pantoja to win. Alonzo Manyfield, plus 100 on BetMGM to beat Jimmy Crute. Um, he was dominating the first round and most of the second round against Crute before Crute started grappling and landing shots of his own in the second and third rounds. I think Manyfield probably can find a way to put him away if he really wanted to, unless Crute comes out and tries to grapple, but that's a risk I'm willing to take on Manyfield. To take at your own risk, hold your nose pick. Terrence Mitchell is plus 350 on FanDuel to beat Cameron Simon. This guy's a champion in other organizations. He's coming in with little to no information on him in the UFC. Last minute injury ruling out the original opponent for Cameron Simon. If he's got a, you know, lesser look at him on film, doesn't know as much of what to expect. Terrence Mitchell's fought for championships and at the top of other organizations. I could see him springing the upset here, especially because... Simon hasn't exactly been um, giving me too much confidence, shall we say, in his last few fights. So I like that upset there. But I'll talk to you after the card is done. Hopefully enjoy it on Saturday night, and I will talk to you afterwards. Bye-bye.